Hello, and welcome to the Mama Mentor Podcast. My name is Joyce, and here we talk everything life. We are in December now, which means we are looking forward to Christmas holidays. At least I am. I'm looking forward to everything that comes along with it. The turkey, the baked goods, the tree, the decorations, the time with family and friends, and just the celebration of those close relationships. So over the next few episodes, we're going to talk about some of the things that we worry about over this season. And the first thing we're going to talk about is gift giving. So every year we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to get the perfect gift for everyone on our list. And the reality is we probably can't get them the perfect thing off their list. Unless you have an endless amount of money and kudos to you if you do, you are constrained with time, a budget, availability of whatever you're trying to hunt down. And so we can't always get the things for the people that we love that we think would be their most desired item. And I chased that for years, trying to get the perfect gift for everyone on the list, something where they'd be like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing I've ever gotten. And that puts so much stress on us during the holidays. And it takes the focus off of what we should be focusing on, which is time together with family and friends, celebrating with good food and laughter. And the gifts are kind of like a side bit. And I'm really happy that my family is very much along that route. Um, My oldest son tells me every year, he's like, you don't have to get me anything for Christmas, mom. You don't have to get me anything for Christmas. I'm his mom. Of course, I'm going to get him something for Christmas. But I, I no longer feel the need for it to be the best thing that he's ever gotten for a couple of reasons. First of all, that's a high bar to set because he's an adult. So chances are, if it's something that he really, 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 really wanted, he'll have bought it for himself already or be planning to buy it himself. Second of all, we honestly don't know what everyone's most desired gift is. Now, if you have like a 10 to 12 year old child, oh, they're going to tell you what their most desired gift is. And maybe you can get one of those things off of what is an endless list. But I like to go for more things that are meaningful and useful. For example, one year I made crochet blankets and quilts for a number of my family members. And they were so happy to get them. So happy to get them. And it was funny because I actually made a crochet blanket for my oldest son. And... Of all the gifts that I have given him since he turned an, an adult, it's the one that he talks about the most. So I crocheted him a blanket. Now for me, that was not a big, huge task. I can crochet fairly quickly. If I put my mind to it, I can actually crochet a blanket in, in under a week. I can get it done from start to finish. And that's just doing it in my spare time. But for him, it was something handmade in a color that he loved. And it 
was warm and cozy and all of his friends when they came over to visit him commented on how amazing that this blanket was and so it was really a shining moment for him and for me also because I was like oh I did get him a good gift I've gotten other similar gifts for other people I have made baby blankets twice for a good friend of mine and I have made pot holders and the like for other friends. I have made simmer pot jars for friends and family, which again, went over really big and are so simple. We'll get back to that in a minute. The point is, is the gift that you give is less about what the gift is and more about the fact that you did something nice for somebody else. So don't feel like you have to go beyond budget or stress yourself out because you know what? The people that love and care about you, they don't want you doing that. That is not a gift to them making yourself miserable. They, they would be mortified if they found out that you were spending money you didn't have, you know, stressing yourself out, crying yourself to sleep because you didn't think it was good enough. That's not what they want. If, if they truly love and care about you, it's, they just... They just want to spend time with you. So I always advocate that if you can make gifts at home, and that's not to say don't go to the stores and buy the latest and greatest things if you really want it, because that can be fun too. But again, keep your budget in mind. But I really enjoy making handmade gifts for people in my life. Like I said, I like to sew I like to crochet, I like to bake, and I like to make little crafty things. So the simmer pot jars that I was just mentioning, it's very simple. You take orange slices, I like to use blood orange, blood oranges, and you just slice them up, dry them out in the oven, dry some cranberries on the pan too, put them all in a jar with some cinnamon sticks and some rosemary and a little note on the on the jar saying that you pour everything out of the jar into a pot, fill it with water, turn it on simmer and your whole house will smell amazing. And I have to tell you, one of my most requested gifts. People will be like, oh, so you're going to make those simmer pot jars again? Because I would love one of those. They are so simple and so inexpensive. You can buy the jars at dollar store. You can get frozen cranberries at the grocery store and oranges. And if you can't find blood oranges, just get regular oranges. They work just as well. And rosemary is everywhere. And cinnamon sticks, again, just a bag from the grocery store. They have them everywhere. You can even get them on Amazon, I think. And, but it's, it's the fact that you took the time to dry them and you put them in a cute little jar and you wrapped a ribbon around it with some instructions and every time that they use it, because it can be used more than once, it makes them think of you and their house smells nice. And it is a really good gift and it's very festive. Another thing that I've given is uh, cookies in a jar. So cookies in a jar is where you put all the dry ingredients layered in a big um, gallon jar. So that's like a one liter or a one and a half liter. If you can get the one and a half liters, the better, because then it gives you a little more room. But uh, uh, the one liter ones are good too. And you just layer the, the dry ingredients of your cookie mix 
And then again, a little note card on it, telling them what wet ingredients that they have to add and how long they have to cook the cookies. And then they can make cookies. So it's a fun little activity. I've given little mini banana loaves. I have given little mini tarts. I have done cookies. I have made potholders. And for those of you who don't sew, you know, that's okay. I just happen to like to sew. So for me, I can whip up a set of potholders in minutes. You know, the one year that I was giving out potholders as my kind of friends and coworker gift, I actually made eight sets in an afternoon while I was watching TV. It was so simple, so simple. And they love them and they still use them to this day. And they still talk about how amazing they are and, oh, I should show them how to make them so they can make some for their friends and family. And that's another thing that some of these homemade gifts are, is they, is they showcase your talents. They let people know that you took time out of your day to make something specific for them. And it gives you a chance a little bit to pass on some of your skill. Because like I said, I've had people ask me, you know, tell me how to do this cookies in a jar. Give me the instructions on how to make these simmer pot jars. Show me how to make the pot holders you know, teach me how to crochet so I can make a blanket. And it really does make a difference. Those homemade gifts are treasured for a long time. And that's one of the reasons why I start thinking about gifts I'm going to give each person well in advance. I like to start thinking about it kind of in that October, November sort of time. But you know, it's the beginning of December. It's not too late. Um, think of the things that you're good at. Maybe you're really, really good at calligraphy and you could make up place cards for someone as a gift to give them. And it's the names of all their families so that when they have family dinners, they can put the place cards at the people's places. Maybe again, with the calligraphy, you can make get wooden tag blanks and stain them and write everyone's name on and they can be put on their stockings. Maybe you have a cricket and you're really into cricket crafts and you can make f fun sayings for them to like put on their kids walls or or maybe somebody's really into woodworking and and you can give them a saying that they can build a frame to apply the saying to. You know, maybe you're handy with wood and a cricket, and so you can make the sign yourself. You, you know, you get the, the main part of the sign, a little frame around it, and then make a, a fun cricket sign with that. Those are so popular. And if you're thinking homemade stuff, just, you know, it's, you know, yeah, everyone says it's great, but it's, it's not that great. Really? Um, because my town just had their Christmas craft show, and it is super popular every year, and it is packed with people buying the things I am talking about because they can't make them for themselves. And they give them as gifts and obviously because they think the people that will be receiving them will be loving them. And that's another option too. Making, giving handmade gifts doesn't necessarily mean your hand had to make them. I have given you know crib boards and the like that I didn't make but that were handmade and I bought it from a local artisan. I have bought, I was at, like I said, I was at the Christmas craft show. I buy handmade ornaments 
every year from the same vendor and I have for more than a decade. And they're little wooden ornaments and they're, you know, different, you know, there's snowmen and there's dogs and there's, you know, people and, and she'll write the names of your kids on or the year that the Christmas is like, so I got one this year that it's a, it's a snowman with a carrot nose and it's got this year on it so I can hang it on my tree because I've got one every year. So when I go, I pick out an ornament and I get her to put the date on it and then we hang it up on the tree and no, it's not a gift, but it could be, it could be a gift. But the place was packed with people looking for those handmade artisan gifts. So even if you're going, I'm really not handy, maybe you can go to your local farmer's market or Christmas craft show and you can pick up some locally made, handmade gifts. And those are treasured pieces. People hold on to those. People use them and they love them. I know I like giving them and I really like receiving them. But the main message is don't stress yourself out. People who are receiving your gifts do not want you losing your mind, you know, or blowing your budget to get them a gift. They just don't. And so don't think of it as, oh my gosh, I got to get all these people, all these gifts, and I can't really afford it. And I, you know, and I just don't know what to do. And, you know, and I can't get them rid of what I really want them to then get them something simple. Change it up. Maybe in years past, you have given every member of extended family a gift. And maybe this year you do a family gift. So everyone in that family gets a gift as a family gift. You know, maybe it's a board game. Maybe it's a handmade board game. Maybe it's a set of placemats. Maybe you crocheted a blanket for their family to put on their couch so that when they're watching movies, they can all fight over the blanket. (laughs) You know, um, like I said, maybe you're doing cookies in a jar. Maybe you're doing hot chocolate in a jar, making hot chocolate mix in a jar. So easy. So yummy. You can even add like the marshmallows into it so they can just kind of scoop out what they need and, and add it to hot milk. And it makes a wonderful hot chocolate. Again, something they can enjoy with their family. Cookies they can make with their family. Maybe you have a signature dish that you make. And every time you bring it to any sort of get-together, people are like, oh, I love that. And maybe even when you're going to that get-together, they're going, can you make sure you bring whatever signature dish is yours? Because everyone just loves it every year. That would make a great gift. Make up a batch of it and include the recipe. I've had that given to me several times. I've got a cookie recipe that is in my repertoire and they are called Grandma Ruth's Cookies and my grandma's not named Ruth, so they are not her cookies, but they are from a very dear friend and she took the time to write down a family recipe for cookies. I have another friend who gave me a jar of salsa with a jar or with a a recipe card again of the recipe to make that salsa that had been passed down throughout their family. When I give my banana bread, I usually include the recipe because people are always saying that is the best banana bread I ever had. And so I include the recipe 
for the banana bread and they love it. Maybe stuffing is your thing. So you get them the breadcrumbs and the recipe. Maybe you have an amazing punch recipe that your family loves every year and it's just so simple and you guys take it for granted. But maybe the people that you're giving it to have never made Christmas punch. And they are looking for something non-alcoholic that they can drink throughout the day and their kids can have that's really festive and really yummy and is easy to make and you've been doing it for years and, and, and it's just a thing you do and so you don't even, you almost don't even consider how special it is. Um, we, we have one in our family and I'll give you the recipe. So you can make it and enjoy it or you can make it and give it as a gift and give the recipe too. So you take one liter of pineapple juice, one liter of orange juice, and I usually like to do about a liter and a half of cranberry juice. Mix that all together. And then you top it up with two liters of really good ginger ale. In Canada, we have Canada dry ginger ale, so that's what we put in it. And this punch is so amazing. You know, you fill your glass with ice, you pour the punch over top. It's bubbly, it's yummy. It comes out kind of a pinky rosé color. So if you put it in a wine glass, it looks like wine. You could have it with your Christmas dinner. You could have it with your Christmas brunch. You could have it for New Year's Eve. You could drink it first thing in the morning with your waffles. And it's amazing. And every time I tell somebody about this, they're like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. So even though it's something that my family has done, and we got it from somebody else, we didn't invent this, let's be clear. But we've just been doing it. And so it was just, it's just something we do. It's just something we do. And yet every time I tell somebody who's never heard it before, they're like, that is so amazing. Tell me how to make it. Write it down. Write a recipe for me. And they make it and like, that was the best thing. And it was so perfect for the holidays because, you know, people who didn't want alcohol could drink it. We could have it for breakfast. You know, the kids can drink it. It looks fancy in a wine glass. It looks fancy in a champagne flute. We can, you know, dress it up with frozen cranberries. Blah, 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 blah. And they love it. And it's something simple that we just do every year. Pass on some of your most heartfelt things that you do. Pass on some traditions. In my family, we have a tradition where we open Christmas crackers. You know those things, they, they, they've got the tube, and then you pull on each end, it makes a loud snap, and it comes with those goofy little paper hats. We do that on Christmas Day, and we do it on New Year's. And there's lots of people who've never opened one of those. And when you tell them, well, then they're like, oh my gosh, that's the best thing ever. And even the people that do it don't usually do it on Christmas and New Year's. Our family does. And so I've given those as little gifts. You know, if I'm going, if we're going to like a New Year's Eve party or something, I'll bring Christmas crackers for everyone. Um, I always make sure there's some for our family on Christmas and New Year's. You can even actually, if you go on Pinterest, you can actually make them yourself and it will show you how. And that way you can kind of customize what's inside them. Those are the kind of gifts people really will make them smile. And even though they, they may not put it on their list because they don't know that they want it, they will really enjoy it and they will remember it. You know, I bet you can't name 
if you got gift cards for Christmas last year, I bet if I laid them out in front of you, you couldn't tell me who got you each gift card. Because we do enjoy it at the time, but we forget. But if somebody makes you a quilt or somebody makes you some oven mitts or somebody gave you an amazing recipe for punch or cookies in a jar, you always remember that and you remember who it's from. Another thing I've done is bath salts. Bath salts are such a good gift and they're so easy to make. Here's another little thing. So what you're going to do is you're going to get Himalayan pink salt. And funny enough, you can actually get that at the dollar store now. So you put that in there. Um, you can put some essential oils in, whatever you like. I like a citrus blend. So like if I was going to make them, I would put like some... Um, orange essential oil and grapefruit essential oil and maybe add a little peppermint a couple drops of peppermint in there and maybe just to spice it all up I might put in the jar again a couple of really nicely dried oranges because it just looks so festive and then they can just take a little scoop out of it and put it in their bath and it's going to relax their body you can go even more you can add um, Epsom salts to it. You can add some baking soda to it. And when they go and have a bath, it really, you can actually even, I bet you didn't know this, you can actually even add a couple of scoops of powdered milk to it because a milk bath, mm, chef's kiss. So if you've got some milk and some salt and some essential oils there, your skin feels so soft. It actually is a detoxifying bath. It relaxes your muscles and it smells amazing. And people love that. And you can make a whole, you can get a big mixing bowl, mix all the ingredients together and then just divvy them all up into a bunch of jars for not very much money. And it's fun. And then again, you know, put a little note card on it and, you know, get a little scoop for it and just say, you know, add, you know, five or six scoops of it into your bath and enjoy. And they'll be enjoying that for months. And they will probably come back and ask you, how did you make that? And can you show me how? And again, you're getting to pass on that knowledge to somebody else. Because here's the thing with gift giving too. And I've really realized this a lot as of late. Sometimes the things that we do every day and just they're just part of our day we just do them we can't remember when they started or why they started we just do them or we do them once a week or it's it's in our routine it's in our rituals and it brings us joy it relaxes us it you know helps us get more done around the house whatever it is and we take it for granted because we've always done it and we know about it but I've really realized lately that some of the things that we take for granted on the daily that are just part of our everyday life, people don't know about. Um, my sister, actually, um, she put this post on, I'm going to say Facebook, and she was talking about, she goes, I didn't, she goes, I was today years old when I realize this so you know how like when you get me to the grocery store and it's all pink and red and stuff like that she didn't know that that was because they pumped gas into the packaging that if you get like meat from a butcher it's kind of a darker color can even be brown because they don't do that and she didn't know that 
I've known that for decades. I didn't realize she didn't know it because I just took for granted everybody knows this because I know it, so everybody else must know it. You know, I take for granted that everyone knows that you can um, make your own bath salts with Himalayan pink salt and some baking soda and a little bit of powdered milk and some essential oils, and you can make jar after jar after jar of a good bath soak because I've always done it. And even when I buy them, because I do buy from some local artisans, um, there's a flower shop that's owned by a friend of mine and her, I'm not sure if it's her sister or her sister-in-law. I'm pretty sure it's her sister, but she makes them and I buy them all the time. Not because I couldn't make them because, but her, her mixture is so nice and I like to support local. So sometimes when, you know, I just, you know, I don't feel like making my own, I'll buy hers and it's amazing. But I know how to make them. And I just take for granted that everyone knows how to do that. And I bet they don't. And I take for granted that everyone knows how to make their own hot chocolate mix. You know how like when you go to the store and you get that Cadbury hot cocoa mix and it's the powder and you add it to hot water, hot milk, and you just go, oh yeah, everyone knows how to make their own of that. They don't. (laughs) Clearly they don't or that stuff wouldn't be selling like hotcakes. But I do know how to make it. And so maybe the person I'm making that for doesn't know how to make it themselves. And when they get it, they're like, oh my gosh, she made this. So now I get this homemade gift, but now I can ask her how to make it. So now I can make myself more of this. Or the cookies in a jar. That's a great way to have, you know, we're all about buying the Pillsbury, you know, like the tube of cookie dough or, you know, they have sugar cookie ones at Christmas and stuff like that. They've just mixed it all together and made a tube of cookies. But I bet you didn't know this. You can whip up your own cookie dough in your KitchenAid stand mixer and put it in some saran wrap and roll it into a tube and you can freeze it. And you can pull it out later and use it just like you would the store-bought stuff. Bet you didn't know that. You can preform it into balls, freeze it in the balls, and then just put the frozen balls out on the cookie sheet, let them melt, let them like thaw for a bit, and then cook them in the oven and get perfectly good cookies. Bet you didn't know that. And there's a lot of people that don't know that. You know, <clears throat> there's so many things that we probably do on the daily that we take for granted that's just normal and everyday for us that would be special and amazing for other people. I was probably, mm, I'm going to say I was almost 30 when I learned how to make tuna casserole. And I didn't know that, but apparently everybody knows how to do it. I didn't. I make all of our bread products in my house from scratch. And for me, it's easy and it's part of my regular schedule and I make regular bread I make regular buns and I make sourdough bread and there's probably a lot of people that would be like that's a lot of work and I could never do that I don't have the time because they don't know how to do it or they've never practiced to do it or nobody's ever showed them how to do it I was an adult before I learned how to crochet I was an adult before I learned how to quilt I learned a lot of my gardening skills and my canning skills as an adult. And those are things that I just take for granted every day. 
because I know how to do them and they come easy to me. But I bet there's people out there that don't know how to do it and it doesn't come easy to them because maybe nobody's ever showed them. So as you're doing your Christmas gifts, think about what you do that might be special to somebody else. Like I said, do you have a, a dish that's always being requested every time you go to a potluck? You know, do you have something that every time, like, you know, crocheted blankets, for example, you know, if, if somebody's ever over to and goes, oh, I would love to learn how to crochet. I would love to learn how to crochet. Crochet them a little something and then, you know, give them a little, you know, handmade certificate that you'll teach them how to crochet. Give somebody some canning jars and, you know, some canning supplies and say, you know, I'll teach you how to can or I'll teach you how to sew or, you know, all those little things because if COVID taught us nothing, it's that we've lost touch with a lot of the skills that are, I don't want to say ancestors because that makes me feel old because they weren't my ancestors. They were like my grandparents and a little bit my mother too. Um, skills that they had just that they used every day and that we just don't use anymore. And people want to learn those skills. People are wanting to learn how to start herb gardens. People are wanting to learn how to do backyard vegetable gardening. People are wanting to grow their own backyard cut flowers. People are wanting to learn to bake more things from scratch. People want to learn how to meal plan. People want to learn how to crochet and knit and sew and all of those things and make stuff from home. You know, and again, if you if you're if you're thinking, oh, you know, yeah, that's just some people think about just scroll through your Facebook or your Instagram and see a how many craft shows are going on this time of year, because there's a lot. It's almost every weekend. And if you go there, they're jam packed. And it's hand over fist, people handing over money to buy this stuff. Here's another thing you'll notice on your social media classes. How many flower arranging classes have you seen about making your own little like, you know, you know, who, who tree and, and centerpieces and porch decor for Christmas. How many YouTube videos have you watched about decorating your house for Christmas and how to make a tiered tray arrangement or just a regular tray arrangement or how to make a tablescape for Christmas or how to set a good holiday table or, you know, how to make your Christmas tree look, you know, even more sparkly, how to make more handmade ornaments. There's a reason that it's so popular. It's because there's so many people who want to know how to do that. And they cherish those things. So you can give some experiences, you can give some homemade gifts, you can give a combination thereof. And nobody's saying you can't give a gift card or buy something from a store or from Amazon. I'm not saying that. I've bought some stuff for Amazon from Amazon this year for Christmas, but I'm also making handmade stuff and I'm enjoying the making of it and I'm going to enjoy the giving of it. And I know that the people that are getting it are going to enjoy the receiving of it because that's what this season is all about. It's sharing of ourselves with the people we love and care about. And it's not so much about the dollar amount that is attached to the gift or if it's the latest and greatest, whatever. You know, um, I remember, and it's amazing the memories you have. So 
I crochet. I've tried my hand at knitting. Um, my mother has long passed away, but I have her knitting bag. And I have a scarf that I started when she was alive. <clears throat> but I knit so tight the needles squeak. And I, like, so it's not like I don't know how to knit. But I don't have that right tension and that right rhythm. And so I don't really do it. So I crochet. But you know what? I miss that every Christmas, and I mean every Christmas, and she did it for us, she did it for the kids that were born when she was still alive, she knitted with pom-poms slippers every year for us for Christmas. And we knew we were getting the Christmas slippers. It's not like this was a big surprise and she was like knitting them in secret she was sitting like in the same room with us knitting our christmas slippers and we knew we were going to get them and there were times when we'd be like well i want these colors and that but we got them on christmas and you know what i've had crocheted slippers i've had a hundred dollar from a fancy shoe store slippers and i would give my eye teeth for a pair of her knitted slippers because they had good structure so they hugged your feet. The pom-pom was chef's kiss. Very full, stood up on its own. Very whimsical. But the way that she knit these slippers, you could go out, and I did. Like, I would go out to, say, plug in the car. For those of you that live in the warmer states or warmer climates, you won't understand what I'm talking about. But I live in northern Canada. So when it gets cold, we have to plug in our car because there's a block heater on our oil pan that keeps our oil from freezing into a solid lump. And if you don't plug that in, when it gets really cold, your car is not going to start. But inevitably, you get your pajamas on and you're like, crap, I forgot to plug in the car. And I had gone out in these slippers, walking on the snow, to plug in the car. And, and I've got bare feet in the slippers, let's be clear. And my feet aren't cold. They aren't wet. And when I come inside, I can just kind of like bang them off at the door and walk through the house and it doesn't seep through. Like the, that cold and that moisture is not getting through that slipper. And I miss that. And I have never, since she has passed, found anyone anywhere, and I've looked, who knit with that pattern that she did. And they were all the same. They were different colors. They either were pom-poms or no pom-poms and different sizes. That's the only difference. They were all exactly the same slipper. So if you took a little tiny toddler slipper and a big like grown man slipper, they would look exactly the same, only they were just a different size. And they were amazing. And they would last wearing them because I used to wear them all day, every day going in and out of the house, walking on gravel driveways, walking on the snow, you name it, all the time. And they would just be starting to be like where they're kind of looking like a little tattered by the time next Christmas came around. But that was fine because I knew I was getting more slippers. And the really cool thing is, so she didn't live in the same town as us with our kids. So we would send her like she would get us to stand our kids on a piece of paper and we would draw the outline of their feet and we would just send her the pieces of paper with the outline of their feet on them and she would knit the slipper based on that foot drawing and fit perfectly every time not once were they too big or too small or nothing they fit perfectly every time 
And yeah, and I, I wish I had known how much I would miss those and how I would not be able to get them. Because if I did, I think I would have probably hounded her to make me several pairs a year, like four or five pairs a year, so that I could hoard them to last me the rest of my life. And I don't know where that pattern is. Not that it would matter, because like I said, knitting is not my forte. But I miss that. And it was such a simple thing. It was such a simple thing. And like I said, it wasn't a surprise. We were literally sitting beside her. She was knitting them and making the pom-poms. But we knew we were getting Christmas slippers. So as you're going throughout your gift giving searches and acquisitions, take some time to figure out a couple of things, some signature things that maybe you could give as gifts. And I'm not saying you have to like make bath soak salts for every, every single person on your list. And it's like, hey, everyone's getting bath salts this year. Next year, everyone's getting potholders. But you know, like, like everyone on my Christmas list doesn't get crochet blankets, but like the, like my kids got crochet blankets and like I said, baby gifts got crochet blankets. And I always do that as a baby gift. That's a kind of a baby gift thing. And you know, as my kids get older, their crochet blankets get bigger because they get bigger. And so I kind of make them new blankets, but then the old blankets then become their couch blankets. So it's not like they ever go out of use and they love it every time they get a new blanket, even if they have like a million of them. For example, my oldest son, um, we were out at the farm together. We, we, we're not all always at the farm at the same time. It's, we kind of do the ships in the night thing. And there are already two crochet blankets out here. One of them is mine. One of them is his. And I was crocheting another blanket just so that we could have like another one because he, because it's, it's a newer property. So we're building up the blanket supply here. And so I was crocheting this one and it was meant for the couch because we are a couch blanket family. And the second I was done, like I was done and I was just said, oh, you know, you can use that to sleep under tonight. And that's what he did. And every time he's here, he sleeps under it. So, and he's got, he already had one. It's not like he's never had one or he didn't currently have one. This was just the newest one and he slept under it immediately. You know, maybe you're really good at making homemade candles. Maybe you make homemade soaps. You know, um, I have a friend who makes, um, you know, it's like bark, that Christmas bark. You know, it's like chocolate and it's got candy canes and all this stuff. And I know how to make it. I've watched the YouTube shows just like everybody else. I just have never made it. I think I attempted it once. It didn't work out that well. But every year, she brings me some of that. And every year I'm so grateful for that. And it's just like, oh, and I look forward to it. 
and it's probably something she whips up in a few minutes in her day and it's it doesn't you know it probably doesn't take her that long it's probably not super stressful for her it's probably so part of her you know christmas routine that it's that it's no biggie but for me it's big so think about that as you're going for your christmas gifts is think about those things that you can do maybe you're teaching a skill maybe you're giving them a handmade gift <clears throat> cuz you never know how big a smile that's going to put on people's faces. Because like I said, I would give my eye teeth if I could have one of my mom's pair of Christmas slippers. And I would trade everything else that I was getting for Christmas for a pair of those slippers. So that'll tell you how much homemade gifts can really mean. And it's because she, you know, she, she was good at it. And it came easy to her. And, you know... She made it fun because we got to pick the colors and we got to choose whether we wanted a pom-pom or not. And some years I had a pom-pom and some years I didn't, you know. Some years I was too good for a pom-pom. And other years I was like, no, I want that pom-pom. You know. So think about that as you're going through. Is, is focus less on trying to get those big, you know, wow factor presents and trying to like, you know cross everything off someone's list or you know feeling like you're going to walk away with the best christmas present ever prize because you don't know what the best would be for them because for this year like i said the best christmas present i could get would be a pair of my mom's uh, knitted slippers and i bet nobody who's going to give me a gift this year knows that so it's surprising what will bring a smile to people's heart and anything that you do especially homemade i have found with my own personal experiences is they are always well received they are always well received and you can do them on a budget and it's fun to make them it's super fun to make them so just think about that as we're going through this month because december seems to be a little bit more stressful than the other 11 months we're a little bit more worried about money, especially now in today's economy. You know, we're worried about disappointing people, you know, because we want our loved ones to know that they're loved. So just think about some of the little things you could do that would be just amazing. And enjoy the process and don't stress out too much. And definitely do not blow your budget to get Christmas presents for people, especially if they don't live with you. That's one caution I'm going to give you. If you cannot afford, okay, this is a whole other tangent. Now that we've talked about making homemade gifts and bringing the sprinkle of magic. So here's my scroogey moment, I guess you're going to call it. When you are giving gifts, prioritize the people that live in your home And that's it. That's, that's the whole message. Prioritize the people that live in your home. If you can go, I can only afford, whether it's time, money, effort, to do gifts for the people that I live with and everyone else is just going to get a card with a candy cane taped to the front of it, great. Do that. Do that. 
and don't have the expectation that you have to be sprinkling Christmas cheer. And you can sprinkle Christmas cheer. You can sing somebody a song. You can wish them a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy whatever the other holidays are. Sorry, I'm really bad on some of the other holidays. I know I should be up on more of them. Happy whatever other holidays. But you don't need to be buying and or making and or schlepping around gifts for every person that you've ever met in your entire life and every person that you work with and every teacher that your kid goes to school with and all of these other things. Because that's not your responsibility. And your responsibility is always taking care of the people in your home first. That includes you and the people you live with. Then the people who don't live with you, they're on like tier two. Unless they're your kids who don't live with you, then they still kind of count as tier one, even though they may not live with you. But definitely like coworkers, teachers, you know, friends and all of that. If you can't afford to buy them a gift, you don't have time to make them a gift. You don't have time and or money to go get the ingredients to make them a gift. Any of those reasons. Then just don't. Just don't. And they'll be fine. And they'll be fine. And here's a little bit of a life lesson. If they're not fine, that's not as good a relationship as you've probably convinced yourself it is. Because if people are going to be butthurt that they didn't get a Christmas gift and they don't live in your house, kind of, you kind of, they kind of got to do some, some of their own self-reflection. And again, not your worry, not your department. Take care of the people in your home first, then branch out where you can and where it's feasible and it's not going to stretch your time, your effort, or your budget to the point of breaking. Because again, Christmas time, holiday season, is supposed to be filled with joy and happiness and time spent with people that we love and care about and building happy memories. It's not supposed to be about stress and worry and running around and driving ourselves crazy trying to be perfect and you know, wrapping a mountain of gifts and then having to deliver all those gifts and all that stuff so that instead of enjoying our Christmas season, our holiday season, that we are running ourselves to exhaustion so that when the new year comes, we're like, oh, thank God that's over. That's what the, we're supposed to be celebrating the last month of the year, celebrating closing out this year and being able to celebrate the bringing in of the new year. And so make sure all of your gift giving activities and excursions and expenditures are furthering that sort of mentality. But like every time on the Mama Mentor podcast, I always tell you, take what works and toss the rest because life is too short to be told what to do. I hope you're already having a good start to your December. Keep following along. Subscribe so you don't miss any episodes because we are going to be talking about uh, we are going to be talking about cleaning up for the holidays 
we are going to be talking about um, food for the holidays and we are going to be talking about traditions for the holidays and you don't want to miss those episodes so stay tuned and we will talk to you soon have a great day love you tons bye bye